This is Chris Sosa with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled to be joined by Dr. Hamil Gada, president of the UPMC Heart Vascular Institute. Dr. Gada, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much, Chris, for having me. Of course. Could you please introduce yourself and tell us about the Heart Vascular Institute in particular? Yeah, I'm an interventional cardiologist, and so I'm, I'm used to doing less invasive uh, heart and vascular procedures on patients that require uh, a whole host of different levels of management. Uh, but I oversee a very specific sector of the UPMC Heart and Vascular Institute here in central Pennsylvania. And uh, we're located with our hub in Harrisburg, but we have seven hospitals that kind of serve the hub uh, in about a 50-mile radius around Harrisburg proper. In addition to that, we have 20-plus cardiology offices in that area. And we're part of the larger UPMC system, which is, of course, based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, but we have kind of tentacles that reach north, south, east, and west all throughout the state of Pennsylvania. So a very large healthcare system, one of the largest in the United States. Dr. God, thanks for dealing, detailing that, I should say. Uh, today we have you on to talk about cardiovascular disease and how that sorts with AI. All right, my first question would be, why is early detection of cardiovascular disease so important? And can you briefly explain how AI helps cardiologists with early detection? Yeah, I think we're, we're kind of framing the discussion to talk more about what would be considered preventative healthcare. And of course, a problem is best extinguished if you never have it. So we here at UPMC are committed to working continually to eliminate or reduce the risk of preventable harm to our patients. Um, we definitely take a proactive approach across our healthcare system that focuses on creating a care plan with the best possible outcomes for all patients. Cardiovascular diseases clearly a very large threat to human health. It's the leading cause of death nationwide and of course in the central Pennsylvania region that we service. Um, heart disease deaths nationwide increased and have been increasing on an annual basis since the late 20 teens. Um, so we need better strategies to diagnose and treat cardiovascular disease in the future. I think artificial intelligence detection algorithms are going to have a lot of potential to solve this problem. And so really the whole concept here is to use the data that we have in the electronic medical record, identify patients at risk of certain cardiovascular conditions, inaugurate and advance their care within the system to prevent them from having burdensome outcomes. Thank you for that, Dr. Gata. Next, uh, I would ask you, can you tell us about the AI tools that you're using at UPMC and explain how they are used? Yeah, we've used several different um, AI tools, if you will, and a lot of them are using our electronic medical record and all the power that it gives us to really look into our individual health profiles as far as our patients are concerned and discern any risks that they have that would lead them to develop more severe conditions. And some of that is just disease detection, if you will. And so uh, I work a lot with valvular heart disease patients, patients that have problems with their heart valves. And detecting these problems before they cause symptoms or in patients who have milder symptoms is something that's not overtly done with clinical visits. You know, primary care providers, cardiologists are really strapped for time in these visit slots that are literally like 15 to 20 minutes long. And so having a very powerful electronic medical record like we have 
that is able to garner information from cardiac ultrasounds that the patient may have had, other types of ultrasounds or non-invasive assessments. We take that information and we're able to basically qualify or quantify the severity of certain valve diseases. And so then we're able to get those patients seen by one of our providers earlier than they otherwise would have and advance therapeutic options in a way that they wouldn't have had, you know, the advantage to partake in if it wasn't for that AI algorithm kind of kicking in for this type of disease detection. Gotcha. Uh, looking a little further into this, Dr. Gata, could you tell us about some of the patient outcomes you've seen while using these machine learning models? I think what we've noticed, Chris, is that we've been able to avoid emergent and urgent hospitalizations in, in a really you know, great way. And so when we started using the electronic medical record like this, and this is now over five years that we've been doing, we probably have more experience with electronic medical records and artificial intelligence therein than any other health system in the state of Pennsylvania, that we've been able to avoid some harmful consequences, such as sudden emergency department visits, patients developing critical conditions that would have been prevented had they been detected earlier in milder forms. And so being able to stave off those emergent life-threatening presentations is kind of the most important, I think, benefit that we've garnered from our artificial intelligence algorithms here. Uh, but in addition to that, you know, kind of making the patient aware that we are always on top of their health and are using all the tools that we can to make sure that they get the best longitudinal follow-up. You know, they don't necessarily need to see us in person in order for us to be able to track what's going on with some aspects of their health. And so that lag between getting diagnostic information from a test and having that conveyed to a patient and then a follow-up visit where the patient hears more about it, we can make that much more efficient if we've got flags in their chart and in the electronic medical record that alert us to critical, severe, moderate conditions that they develop, and then we can kind of troubleshoot those right away and save the patient and the system a lot of time by getting those patients seen earlier and getting them triaged more effectively. Yeah, as you said, doctor, hopefully patients, well, I imagine patients are very grateful when they're able to uh, learn about what is needed for their treatment sooner rather than later. Uh, the last thing I'll leave you with, Dr. Gata, is what in your field do you think deserves a brighter spotlight than it's getting at the moment? I, I think it would be that. And I think that the pathways of care that have kind of been historic and have led to a lot of inefficiency in healthcare and maybe a lot of frustration, both from providers as well as the patients, that we can stem a lot of that. We can cure a lot of that, alleviate all that burden and create a more efficient way of of providing healthcare by invoking these artificial intelligence uh, type approaches, especially those that are embedded in our electronic medical record for early detection of critical diseases or burdensome conditions, and being able to get patients through the system quicker. And so I do think that we need to put more emphasis on that. And honestly, I think that our payment policy structure should be engineered to provide you know, further I would say impetus for physicians and for healthcare systems to partake in that. Um, this is something that I don't think is being done adequately at the moment. And so there needs to be adequate incentive for healthcare systems to invest time 
and for physicians to invest time in order to inaugurate these types of, of technologies and, again, make uh, better healthcare, more efficient healthcare for our patient populations. Dr. Gata, thank you for being so generous with your time and insights today. We cannot wait to share them with our audience, and we look forward to connecting with you soon. Thanks so much, Chris. I really enjoyed this. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm -hmm.